0: Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, everything your dog wants you to know, as well as the Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know. This episode features one of the three guests who were part of my weekly hour-long NPR show, broadcast over the air every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it is broadcast continuously for 15 years. This show is about dogs, cats, and other creatures who share the planet with us. Please check out my other Pet Talk podcasts at tracyhotchnerpets.com. I'm also the founder and director of the annual New York Dog Film Festival, which travels the country supporting local animal welfare groups after a New York City premiere every October, alongside my annual New York Cat Film Festival brought to you by Dr. Elsie's. This show would not be possible without the longtime support of Waruva, the pet food company founded and privately run by David Foreman, who named it after his rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa. Waruva is a quirky name for a company with whimsical names for the dozens of different cans and pouches of cat food they make. But what sets them apart is how serious David is about high-quality nutrition. They were the first pet food company to use human edible ingredients and process them in the same facilities that make human food, remaining privately owned and run, accountable only to their own high standards. This show was also made possible with the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian. He personally created many styles of litter to make sure that even the fussiest cats would not have out-of-litter box problems, the number one reason people abandon their cats. Dr. Elsie also created his own brand of cat food called Clean Protein, the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. I'm also grateful to Earth Animal, which is privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, where they create holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Earth Animal makes a dazzling array of healing products for dogs and cats, as well as the innovative dog chew, no hide, and the hybrid dry food wisdom, which is sometimes all that my picky Weimaran or Maisie will eat. I was so happy through that funny thing called LinkedIn that hundreds of thousands of people bounce around in to discover that a woman that I thought the world of as a cat advocate, Nancy Peterson, she was the head of all the cat projects at the Humane Society of the United States, that she was back at it with kittens. And I thought, oh, my God, this is so great. Nancy Peterson, (laughs) welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. And how wonderful to know that after your retirement, you just couldn't stay away from doing good deeds for cats.
1: Uh, Thank you, Tracy. It's true. Cats are my passion, and I'm on several boards of cat organizations. Uh, The National Kitten Coalition is the one that I get to devote most of my time and energy to, in addition to being a board member I'm also their senior writer and editor. Wow. So it's just, yeah, it's it's wonderful. We've written, it is. We have some fantastic blog articles, over 125, and always adding more on our website, which is kittencoalition.org. And we have a wonderful Facebook page and LinkedIn page, and we're also visible on other social media channels. So there's, all kinds of ways to connect with us. We also offer free webinars that are live and then recorded, and we even do two online conferences a year. One is called the Online Kitten Conference, which is done in June in collaboration with Community Cats Podcast, Stacey LeBaron. And then in October, coming up on the 8th, is our veterinary conference. It's a one day conference for veterinary professionals.
0: Wow. That's a lot of kittens in your life. And Community Cats Podcast, Stacey LeBaron has been on the show on this show and on Cat Chat multiple times. And as you know, they just had their five hundredth podcast. She is tireless at championing all the good work being done on behalf of cats around the country. I'd love to know more about specifically what the kitten coalition does, because some part of your mission must be fewer kittens, please, less kittens. And (laughs) so, so let's talk about that. I mean, we know about fixed by five. And that may be something that you're also intimately involved with. Talk a little bit about how it came to be that it's called kitten coalition, because the word kitten is such a cheerful word, right? Oh, kittens, who doesn't love kittens? We all do. But people in the cat rescue world, and the cat protection world, are horrified. Every time there's another litter of kittens, there's more deaths, there's more suffering. So kitten seems like a basket of kittens. But but doesn't the word kitten for you also indicate a problem that you, we haven't solved yet as humans?
1: Well, first, let me just say, although the website is called kittencoalition.org, the name of the nonprofit is actually the National Kitten Coalition, right? So so that's important to note. Well, just let me explain a little bit. And then it might clarify things. The National Kitten Coalition, as I said, is a nonprofit, as wonderful and adorable as kittens are. And I love fostering kittens for my local animal shelter. There are unfortunately, way too many kittens. And so what the National Kitten Coalition does to try to help those kittens who are born is to provide education and training to anyone who is trying to help those kittens. And that can be from the person, the Good Samaritan, who finds a kitten outdoors to someone who's fostering from a shelter or a shelter, or a rescue organization, or even the veterinary community, because unfortunately, the veterans and the veterinary technicians do not receive. If they receive one course in neonatal and pediatric care of animals, that's about it. Really? So if you were to yes, if you were to bring a young young kitten, they usually don't see them till they're adopted, right? At eight weeks of age. Oh right. So they wouldn't know what they wouldn't know what to do. So that's one of the reasons why the National Kitten Coalition is making a real effort to go to more veterinary conferences to promote our resources that are life-saving. Veterinarians and others don't need to reinvent the wheel. As I mentioned, we've created wonderful articles on everything that you'd want to know about kittens. And if it's not there and you contact us, we will write it. Nice. So the information is out there.
0: So right? it, So, explain about Hannah Shaw, the kitten lady. I didn't understand that the work she was doing going around the company, country and giving talks on neonatal kitten care, that she was filling a gap that is otherwise not filled. Do you work with her, or are you both coming at this from different angles, so to speak, the whole concept of how to help little kittens survive?
1: So I would say we are coming at it from a different angle, and I would also like to note that Hannah attended National Kitten Coalition workshops before she even nice. became the kitten. Nice, lady. that's great. So yeah, so so I think I think maybe what we do is is we provide a lot of depth and breadth. In our articles and in our webinars and in our online conferences, and so, so Hannah's doing some things that we're not doing, and we're definitely doing things that she's not doing, and so that is wonderful. I think that uh, you know we're not we're not celebrities, if you will, right? We're, right. We. We, um, I'm not sure exactly how, how to say it, but I would say, you know, we really are looking at the research and I know she's working with UC Davis, I believe the correct school of shelter medicine, she's doing great things, but I think there's definitely a space for all of us and that I would hope that people who are interested in check her out, check us out, use everything you can to save kittens.
0: Yeah, which is really well put. The reason I mention it is because there, there is a kind of glamorous celebrity aspect to her and what she does and her book and, and the, the places that she goes to speak. And it doesn't reach such a huge number of people as a National Kitten Coalition can. And it's not free. And what you're doing is free. And I think that's a really big difference is that on your own time at 11 p.m., you can go to kittencoalition.org and look up the stuff you need to know about the bottle feeding and how often and how do you get the bottle and what do you put in the bottle and and the other issues with with tiny, tiny, vulnerable, fragile kittens. It's, it's-,
1: it's true and I would say also that most of our, quote, staff are volunteers. We have some paid part-time staff for, but we don't have a huge budget uh, and we don't have huge sponsors behind us. We, we are trying to solicit more sponsorships, say, for our online conferences. And, of course, we would love more donors because that's the only way we get to continue to do our work. And we have, we have determined that by the number of people, say, who attend our webinars and how many kittens they may foster each year. Huge numbers of kittens are being saved every year because of our materials, our free materials. So we couldn't be happier about that.
0: And what about the Fix by Five campaign? Do you work Hand in Love with her as well? Because while you're talking about saving kittens who, without our intervention, will die. I mean, they're, they're just too fragile. They'll die. That's what about correct. the concept that we must fix all male and female kittens before the age of five months, or they will make more kittens? Is that well, part? Do you,
1: think do
0: you think work a little different. bit with Esther or not really?
1: We're, we, are, we are great fans of Esther and the six by five. And I've known Esther also for years and years since my days at the HSUS, the Humane Society of United States as you know fixed by 5 cats can become pregnant as early as 4 months of age now the reason that veterinarians chose 6 months of age it's not based on any science so it was 6 months of age trying to move the veterinary community to a a, a number an age that is less than 6 months of age is a little difficult so Esther is trying to say, okay, how about just one month, five <laughs> months? Let's get them fixed by five months of age to prevent more kittens from being born. And that is essential. As you know, shelters and rescues have been spaying and neutering kittens as young as eight weeks or two pounds. And that's so they're not adopted. And oops, they have a litter by mistake. So that is so critical. I think pet cats veterinarians hopefully are getting a little more comfortable with reducing the age at which they spay and neuter cats and or kittens and and it's not the same as with dogs. there Correct. are no shown medical or behavioral problems that will occur from spaying and neutering kittens at five months of age. And, you know, at, at two months of age. And I, I just want to say that when I say kittens, I'm referring to any feline, domestic feline, from day one to one year of age. That is how the American Association of Feline Practitioner defines a kitten, and that's how... The National Kitten Coalition is defining a kitten. And then you have neonates or the newborns, and we define that as four, day, four weeks or younger. And then you have your weaned kittens who are usually starting to wean at four weeks. So And weaning means weaning means they're gonna be able to eat solid food and not just drink mom's milk or kitten milk replacement.
0: Or kitten replacement that's given by a person every two right. hours, which is exactly. a huge devotion. So oh, you have the, the the challenge for the kittens who are weaned, okay, now they can eat food in a dish, but they still need all those vaccinations because of the horrible, many horrible illnesses that kill kittens. And that's something that people are not entirely clear about either. I mean, puppies need their puppy shots. And yes, there are deadly puppy diseases like parvo. But I think the the problem with kittens and cats is that there's so many diseases for which if they're not vaccinated, they will suffer and die. And that must be a big part of what you you need to educate people about, too.
1: Yeah, and it's not just, say diseases that they will acquire, but it can be diseases and conditions that they're born with that exactly. could be, result in their demise. So, so it's really critical to train the people who are caring for these young, young kittens. They are so fragile. Their immune systems are not developed and they really need care, as you said, round-the-clock care For those first several weeks of their life. I guess it really
0: impresses us even further by all of you who've been what I consider in the trenches in the cat world, whether it's doing TNR or taking in the abandoned nests of kittens because the mother died or maybe she left for some other reason. But it's, it's a, an enormous devotion, and so many people around the United States have a bathroom, which is their kitten bathroom, and I'm always just in awe. They have this bathroom in their house, which is not a huge house, and they're not rich people, but they've given over some part of their personal space to keep these kittens safe and then nurture them and nourish them around the clock for weeks and then socialize them and hope to help find right. them homes. In the meantime, making sure that they get spayed and neutered. Just a quick comment about the spay-neuter. People have heard me talk often about delaying spay-neuter on dogs that I feel more passionately about now than I did 10, 12 years ago when I wrote the Dog Bible. And the research was just beginning, but it was so evident that with dogs, if you interrupt the the use of hormones in their bodies and in their growth plates, you will condemn them to physical problems, not the least of which there's a strong cancer connection, but also all these joint diseases and arthritis and, and surgeries. And it's just not true in cats. So I, just That's as cats correct. are not little dogs in how they eat, so are they very different reproductively and uh, in terms right. of development. So I want to say how strongly I believe that the sooner you can spay or neuter a kitten, the better. And... While, as you said, there's not a health health consequence particularly, other than maybe to the people, of not spaying and neutering the kitten young, reproduction is in itself a problem because the male cats are change how they are. They spray and they fight, and you don't want a tomcat. That's never something you want. So the sooner they don't feel like a tomcat the better for all con- for the girls in their lives and the humans in their lives, right?
1: Right. And something that you brought up and that I think is so so important is that people out of the kindness of their heart, they may see kittens and think that they are abandoned or something has happened to their mother. Good point. And we want to say do not kidnap do not kidnap the kittens. Mother cats need to leave the nest to go and hunt That's right. food for themselves and possibly their kittens as they're getting a little older. Mom needs a lot of nutrition to produce all that milk and care for those kittens. So if you were to come across kittens in a safe place, sleeping, looking good, yeah. they're not crying, yeah. they don't... Mom may just be gone for a while. So the the important thing is to hang out at a safe distance. It may be hours before she comes back, but don't take the kittens away if that's the case. They have their best chance of survival with their mom. Once you know they're there, they're doing well, you can provide some food not close to the nest because you don't want to attract predators you could provide a shelter and water somewhere not again not so close to the nest but if after you've exhausted your hours and you've come back and there
0: exactly
1: Nancy, thank you so
0: much for being here. Really wonderful. Everything you had to say, we've run out of time. But National Kitten Coalition, kittencoalition.org. Please go there, learn what you need to know, and support the wonderful work these great folks are doing for all the kittens of America. I hope you enjoyed the show. There's a few more special companies that make the show possible, and I hope you'll try their products because they support my mission to entertain you with valuable information and advice. I want to thank Wonderside, founded by a woman entrepreneur who discovered an effective natural way of using plant-powered products to repel fleas, ticks, and other parasites on our pets instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them. Wonderside makes it possible to protect your pets, children, and property without the chemicals that could be harmful to all of us. The show is also underwritten by Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two dedicated women who take human edible, ethically sourced ingredients and gently cook dog food that is then frozen in pouches and shipped right to your door. They founded and run their own company and answer only to their own high standards. Finally, we're supported by Magic Fabric Pet Throws, developed by a husband-wife team whose expertise in the textile industry solved the problem of their big, hairy dog, Molly, who got on the couch in bed with them despite her wet fur, muddy paws, and shedding. Sound familiar? They created machine-washable Magic Fabric Pet Throws to trap pet hair, dirt, and moisture, letting you enjoy dog and cat cuddle time without sacrificing your clothes, furniture, or decor. You can buy direct from the creators at magicfabric.com.